If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the True Crime Fan Club Podcast. I'm your host, Lainey. A swinger's lifestyle can be great for some, or it can be problematic for others. For one newly married couple, a wild night of sex and drugs turned deadly. Okay. Onto the show. In March 2013, Actora Bankhead was released from the Indiana Department of Corrections. He had been convicted on February 13, 1997, of carjacking. Actora had been arrested before for theft and served two and a half years for those offenses. When arrested for carjacking, he had also been arrested on other offenses, including rape, but those other charges were dismissed. Actora met Diane Lynn Smith shortly after leaving the Department of Corrections. After dating for a week and only knowing each other for less than four weeks, they married on April 23, 2013. The couple moved into Diane's house on Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Street in Indianapolis. According to Actora himself, he found a job just a few days after being released from prison and was set on following the straight and narrow path. Actora also believed Diane was the love of his life and a godsend who would help him stay on the straight and narrow path. On June 15, 2013, two bodies were found in a vacant lot in the 1100 block of Miley Avenue in Indianapolis, Indiana. An attempt had been made to burn the bodies. The two were identified as 27-year-old Michael Height and 34-year-old Crystal Lucas. Actora Bankhead was soon arrested for the two murders, as it was Diane who had called the police to report the bodies and how they had gotten there. In the early morning hours of June 7, 2013, Diane had come home from work. Diane and Actora were in bed when Actora received a phone call from Michael. He got up and went downstairs to talk to Michael. Now, not long after, Michael came over to their house, parking his car on Indianapolis Avenue near their house. Diane stayed upstairs while Actora and Michael sat downstairs, drinking and talking. Sometime later, Diane heard a female's voice join in, and she heard Michael tell Actora he had just met this woman, Crystal, at the liquor store. Diane went to sleep, but just after she drifted off, Actora came to the bedroom and woke her up, asking her to drive the trio somewhere to get some crack. Diane said no initially, but Actora kept on pestering her until she finally agreed. Diane drove them to an apartment at 38th Street and Boulevard Place, 
where Michael got out and went inside. He was in there for about 10 minutes before returning to the van. Once they returned to the house, Diane again went upstairs and went to sleep. Yet again, Actora came in and woke her up, saying he was high and he wanted all four of them to have sex. Diane said she didn't roll like that and refused. But once again, Actora pestered her until she relented. Michael and Crystal joined them in the bedroom and they swapped partners. Crystal became upset when she realized Michael had sex with Diane without protection and ejaculated inside her. Crystal knew Michael was HIV positive and related this information to Diane. Diane became angry, and so did Actora, saying this was like a death sentence for Diane. Actora lured Michael into the basement where he attacked him with a stun gun. Once he had Michael subdued, he hogtied him and popped his neck. Worried about Crystal going to the police and believing Diane to be jealous of her because he had had sex with her, he decided to kill her too. As with Michael, he lured Crystal downstairs and subdued her, then popped her neck too. Although it sounds as if he had broken their necks with his bare hands, the coroner reported that they had died from asphyxiation. Crystal's hyoid bone was fractured, and Michael had a fracture to his thyroid cartilage. The next afternoon, Diane went to work, not knowing what had transpired in her basement. She returned home in the early morning hours of Saturday when Actora told her that Michael and Crystal were gone. When she asked for clarification, Actora made a hand gesture across his neck. He admitted to killing them and then took Diane into the basement to show her their bodies. Diane saw the two naked and hogtied, lying on top of each other. Actolder told her she would have to help dispose of the bodies or she would wind up like them. Diane went to work on Saturday afternoon, and when she returned home early Sunday morning, they began disposing of the bodies. Actora wrapped the bodies in plastic sheeting and then wrapped duct tape around the sheeting. The two loaded the bodies into Diane's minivan, then Diane drove, following Actora's directions. He instructed her to drive to a vacant lot on Miley Avenue, and they placed the bodies in some trees at the edge of the lot. While Actora removed the plastic, Diane returned to the van. He put the plastic in trash bags, then poured gasoline on the bodies and lit them. Diane later told police that it was raining and the bodies would not stay lit. After they left, Actora had Diane drive to an apartment complex where he threw the trash bags in the dumpster. After returning home, the couple removed valuables from Michael's car, including the stereo. Diane then drove it to another apartment complex before they returned home and went to bed. Over the next week, Actora kept a close eye on her and would not let her leave his side. During the same time, a friend of Michael's who knew he was at the Bankhead's house began distributing missing persons flyers in Diane's neighborhood. Michael had called this friend and said he was visiting with Actora, and then the friend saw Michael's car on Indianapolis Avenue before Diane moved it. Warm up this winter with fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door, contact-free. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and still enjoy high-quality veggies and proteins, 
so you can turn those New Year's resolutions into realities. Hit refresh this year with HelloFresh, whether you're looking to eat better, cook more, or simply save money. HelloFresh is your one-box solution to all your New Year's resolutions. Welcome the new year with new flavors. HelloFresh offers 23-plus weekly recipes with a range of cuisines and ingredients, so there's always something new to try. If your new year is already off to a busy start, then HelloFresh's new Easy Eats options are perfect for you. From oven-ready to 10-20 to minute meals, these quick and easy meal solutions take the prep and stress out of home cooking. I look forward to HelloFresh, especially when I'm definitely not in the mood to think of something to cook for the entire family. I have three other people living in my home, so I want to make sure that what I'm making, everybody can eat, and it's also quick. So this week, we are making Gouda Vibes burgers with tomato onion jam and potato wedges, and I am so excited for this. It looks incredibly delicious. It only takes 10 minutes to prep, about 35 minutes to cook, and then that's it. It's great for the whole family, and everybody is super excited to try it this week. So if you want to join in on the fun and cook your own amazing meals, go to HelloFresh.com 10TCFC and use the code 10TCFC for 10 free meals, including free shipping. Once again, that's HelloFresh.com number 10TCFC and use code 10TCFC for 10 free meals, including free shipping. Now remember, they don't call HelloFresh America's number one meal kit for no reason. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On Friday, June 14th, one week after the murders, Actora finally left Diane alone for a time. She called the Indianapolis police and changed the locks. Diane spoke to Detective Harry Dunn and told him about the murders and where to find the bodies. When Detective Dunn sent an officer to the lot on Miley Avenue, the bodies were located in a severe state of decomposition and infested with maggots. In addition to the two murder charges, Actora was charged with intimidating Diane. While in jail awaiting trial, Actora met Jeremy Bullock. Jeremy was in jail awaiting trial on two burglary cases, one of which involved a Class B felony burglary charge and four other felony charges. Jeremy had previously been in prison for a murder he committed when he was 17. He had murdered a Vietnamese immigrant over a drug deal, then dumped the body off County Line Road in Johnson County, Indiana. Ironically, Jeremy Bullock had testified against David Cam in David's second trial. Jeremy said that David Cam had confessed to the murders of his wife and children, as Jeremy gave him a tattoo. In 2002, Jeremy and David had watched the episode of 48 Hours when David was featured, and David kept saying, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. Jeremy denied that David had said that. However, after watching the episode, Jeremy had his mother contact the Floyd County prosecutor 
and tell him he was in jail with David Cam. While in prison for his murder charge, Jeremy had been attacked several times for being a snitch. Although he denied this, Jeremy had requested special protective custody because of this. Just two weeks after he testified in David Cam's 2006 murder trial, Jeremy was moved to a different prison with fewer restrictions and more privileges. Additionally, after his testimony in David's 2006 trial, his murder sentence was reduced. When Actora went on trial, Jeremy testified that Actora had confessed to him in jail. Actora's attorney wanted to introduce evidence that Jeremy's sentence had been reduced due to his testimony in the David Cam case, but the state objected to this. The judge said the name Cam was not to be mentioned in court, saying, Let me be really clear. The name Cam is never going to get in front of this jury. I think that is way too well known in terms of the information. In a concession, however, the court did say the defense attorneys could question Jeremy about testifying in a different murder trial because his motive in trying to bargain for himself was relevant. The defense questioned Jeremy about his involvement with the 2006 murder trial and his sentence modification afterwards. They also mentioned his current charges and the expected sentence. Interestingly, they also discussed how in October 2014, Jeremy had written a letter to a judge asking for leniency in his probation revocation case since he was cooperating with some murder cases in Marion County. Additionally, in the nine months he had been in jail awaiting trial, Jeremy had written eight letters to the Marion County prosecutor, each one talking about other defendants, most in jail on murder charges. Despite the somewhat uncanny knack Jeremy seemed to have for hearing confessions, Actora was found guilty on two charges of murder, but not guilty on the intimidation charge. He was sentenced to 125 years in prisons, 60 years on one charge, 65 years on the other. Actora appealed his sentence, stating the prosecution prejudiced him by showing the photo of the bodies riddled with maggots. However, this photo was never shown during the trial, only mentioned. He also appealed because his defense was limited by not being able to mention the David Cam trial. The third point of the appeal was the dubiousness of Diane's testimony. All three points were overturned and the sentence affirmed. On the second point, the appeals court said his attorneys were able to question Jeremy Bullock without mentioning David Cam's name. The appeals court also said that the dubiousness of Diane's testimony was not valid because she was not the sole witness. Because Michael's friend knew that Michael was at the Bankhead's home, he also testified. Diane was never charged with anything, a fact that leaves Actora Bankhead puzzled and angry. In writings he did, available on the internet, he claims she was a master manipulator and a pathological liar. He says he did not have anything to do with the murders and accuses Diane but this leaves some questions, such as how did she get the bodies out of the house on her own? And how did she commit the murders? Actora continues to appeal his sentence and is confident he will get it overturned someday. He writes from prison and wants to sell his work to try and earn money for a better defense. He claims he was railroaded from day one and says investigators overlooked obvious clues he was not involved, although he does not say what these are. Nothing about Diane could really be found, except she filed for divorce on June 26, 2015. 
and the divorce was granted on September 28, 2015. A detailed obituary was not located for Crystal, just a passing mention about her services, which were held several weeks after her body was found. However, an obituary was found for Michael Height. He was born in Tennessee in 1985, and in 1987 the family moved to Indianapolis. He attended high school at Northwest High School and completed his GED at a later date. At the time of his death, he was enrolled in Ivy Tech Community College. His family said he had a loving heart and was the epitome of a Southern gentleman. His smile lit up a room. Okay, fan club members, as I conclude this episode, my one question to you is, how will you sleep tonight? Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a positive review and rating on Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice. It really does help. You can find us on most social media channels, Twitter at TCFCPod, Facebook.com slash TCFCPodcast, Instagram at True Crime Fan Club Pod, and of course, our website is TrueCrimeFanClub.com. If you have an episode request, send us an email, TCFCPod at gmail.com. This episode was written and researched by Susie St. John, content editing by Brittany Martinez, produced by Chaz Gray at Gray Multimedia. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.